Hi, this is Tom Rotolo, founder of CityQuake. Welcome to our podcast where we feature messages that will change your life. I believe that Christians around the world are way overfed with teaching and way underactivated. What do I mean by that? We don't put that teaching to practice in our everyday life and it actually makes us worse off. We know biblical truth, but it has not actually transformed our life. Well, I've chosen messages for these podcasts that will inspire you and challenge you to live out your identity as a believer filled with the Spirit of God. It's time to not just fill seats at church anymore. It's time to see our cities transformed for the kingdom of God. Get ready to be activated. Hey, welcome to the Kingdom Business Network. This is Tom Ortoa, and we are here for another edition of KBN. And uh, I've got a uh, wonderful uh, presenter today. We're really excited to have Joe on here, Joe Malik from New Jersey. And, but I'll get to him in just a second. Just want to make sure you know that for those who have not been on a call like this before, that the uh, Kingdom Business Network is really what we're designed to do is to spur you on to be more effective in the workplace to make disciples for Jesus. And I believe that you're going to be really excited about hearing uh, Joe and his, some of his testimony just here in a second. Uh, please, I want to encourage you, if at all possible, whatever you can do, don't just stay for Joe. Uh, stay for the second half of the hour where we are going to break you up into what I call what we call breakthrough groups, which are really breakout uh, breakout session. We are putting you in those groups now. Uh, my lovely wife is actually involved in doing that, putting in you in groups. So everybody will have a group with a moderator who will kind of lead that time. Uh, one other quick thing that Joe and I decided that we don't normally do this, but I think it's a, I think it really is for today is that toward the end of our time, we're going to have time for questions. So if you, as he's talking, uh, put in the chat group uh, a question. If you have a question on it, and then I may have you unmute at the uh, toward the end of our our call here, uh, and have and and have you ask uh, Joe that question. So good. Hey, Joe, thank you so much for taking time out of your workday to to join us here. You are a senior engineer at a major pharmaceutical company in New Jersey. But I think the thing, I don't know if anyone read your bio, but the thing that uh, would get people's attention if they did is that you've been terminated on four occasions for your testimony for Jesus. So that four times, so that's going to be interesting. We're going to get there. But uh, so uh, the, the title for today is No Compromise. Joe, I don't know anybody who uh, has, has uh, represents that title I've talked to you a number of times, and uh, so, but why don't you just real quick give us a little bit of your background, when you came to the Lord, and then how you got to this place of no compromise, and, and where you are, and then I know you're just going to go right into sharing some testimony. Absolutely. Thank you for the introduction, uh, Tom. Really excited to uh, just be sharing God's love with everyone today. Um, so how I came to the Lord... Um, I just didn't really know God most of my life. I had a grid. I grew up um, in the Coptic church, but uh, lots of rules and regulations. And, and I just didn't have a relationship with my father. So um, kind of straight away from the church and that environment, really. And um, I met my wife. Uh, she got pregnant. You know, we were not married. 
Um, I told her we need to have an abortion. Uh, she looked at me like I was murdering her. And um, I just knew right then and there I was going to be a dad. But I said to myself, I'll be a good father, but I'm not going to be a good husband. So it ended up I was neither because uh, without the Lord, you, you can't be anything really. So um, ended up getting really caught up in a lot of addictions, um, you know, a lot of um, sexual stuff and going out, doing terrible things, strip clubs, you name it. I was I was out there doing it. And uh, it got to the point where my only thoughts were darkness. I, I could not get out of the dark thoughts. And uh, I needed a fix almost every day. It was like my drug. And uh, uh, we had our son at that point. He was one years old. And I was leaving him home, or I, a little less than one. I was leaving him home alone with a bottle of milk to go out and feed my addictions. And uh, my wife comes home one day. I knew there was a chance she would come home, but I was so gone, I didn't even care at that point. So I went out, I did all this terrible stuff. I come home and she sure enough is home. She sees the baby home alone. She says, never come home back to the house again. You're dead to me. So I leave the house. Um, and at that time, prior to that, the reason I was home is I lost my job as a manager at J&J, &J, not for sharing the gospel. I didn't know the Lord yet. So that time was legitimate. You know, it was, uh, it was just because I, I was just had so many problems. And I was also diagnosed with an autoimmune order on top of all of that. So um, after all this happened, um, I tried to commit suicide three times and uh, up in North Jersey, ended up in a shelter in Central Jersey. And I got on my knees in that shelter and I said, God, who are you? Everything went black and, and I saw light and it was Jesus. And right then and there, he said to me, I love you. And when he spoke to me those words, it was as if Genesis 1 opened up and he said, let there be light because he just poured his, his love right into my heart. And, and the supernatural wow. response was just incredible. I, I just said, I have to have a relationship with you. That's just what came out of me. And right at that moment, I said, but my family's dead to me. And he said, nope, they're not dead to you. Just as I died and you're alive in me, you can forgive them just as I've forgiven you. And, and, and I said, I can't do it. And he said, you don't do it by feelings, you do it by faith. And that was my first lesson into starting to walk in this thing. You don't do it by feelings. Crucifixion is dying to the existence that you currently live in to be resurrected into a brand new one. And so I've just lived by that mantra ever since. And um, yeah, that's, that's, my, that's my origin story. <laughs> Awesome, awesome. So then you began to grow in the Lord and 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 just I don't know how long it took you to be like a, a witness for Jesus in the workplace, but I knew you're going to kind of take us through uh, how the Lord what the Lord did in you and some of those. So so please just keep going. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, as a baby Christian, just born again, um, I was going to the Coptic church, so I didn't really have a grid yet, but God was just bringing me up in his word and learning how to believe him and not just believe in him. So I started to walk in this thing. I, I get a job. I'm out of the shelter. I'm back with my wife, uh, new house, new car, new job, new foundation on Jesus. And I'm walking in this thing, but I'm just so lit up in him. And um, I'm going to work and I just have this overwhelming desire to share him because I'm just, I'm just feeding on him every day. And it has nothing to do with what the world's telling me God is. I'm having a personal relationship with him. So um, I'm just starting to share him, but I'm trying to do it strategic, right? So I'm sharing one-on-one -on -one here and there. And God is slowly starting to take me out of that and put me in more compromising situations just to say, when you really are crucified, Joe, you're just going to, you're not even going to compare with your carnal mind anymore. That You're just going to die to all of that stuff. So 
here it comes, you know, I'm sharing the Lord. I'm, I'm praying with people here and there at work. Um, and um, then comes a situation where I get reported. And this is probably a couple years in to this job, you know, because I'm tiptoeing around the tulips trying not to get persecuted. Um, but I got persecuted. There's one day I'm just on fire. I'm sharing with a guy. He didn't like it. And he went and reported me. So the woman who the HR manager, she was called the Grim Reaper there. Everyone was scared of her because she was the one out of the entire place that fires everybody. So here comes the day she's supposed to come to my office. And I see her because I'm um, out of my office. You can look out the window and it's probably a good 50 feet down the corridor. So I see her turn the corner. My eyes look up and there she is walking towards me. So all this fear is coming over me. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Lord, what am I going to do? So God says, share Jesus with her. What? Are you kidding me? God, she's the one that is coming to tell me not to share Jesus. And you want me to share Jesus with her. I said, no, I'm not doing that. That's, that's insane. The Lord says, trust me. And right at that moment, it was as if a waterfall came over me. And I was just filled with his peace. I'm like, oh my God, I'm doing this thing. So she gets in my office. I said, do you mind if I close the door? Because it might get a little crazy. So actually, I was thinking that part, but I didn't say it. But I closed the door. She sits down. I sit down. And I said, Marie, before you get into what you're going to say to me, um, I need to say something to you. Um, and I just started to share the gospel with her. And wouldn't you know that the Lord, the Holy Spirit took it to exactly what she needed to hear. And all of a sudden I'm talking about pain in the body and going through changes in your life and, and how Jesus is always Lord, no matter how your circumstances change. Mascara is running. She is the most professional person in the world. It's all over her. She's weeping. She's sobbing. She says, I've never heard the gospel preached in that way before. Where did this come from? I said, it's, it's not me. It's the Holy Spirit. She defended me till the day I left that job. So this is the HR manager, the one that fires everybody, coming in there to tell me not to share the gospel. And I just trusted God. And from that day forward, I, I was there for another three years. And then I just moved on and did not get let go from that job for sharing the gospel, actually. So, um, so then the next opportunity comes and I'm working at another major pharmaceutical company. And this time um, I'm sharing the gospel with multiple people because I'm just growing up in the Lord and learning how to not walk in feelings, but just to walk entirely in faith, entirely crucified. And um, so this time I was a manager and I had a subordinate come in and actually had a very similar background to me, Egyptian. I'm also Egyptian, uh, went to Rutgers. I went to Rutgers. So there's a lot, there's a lot of synergy there. And so she's just really enthralled by, by, by my testimony, by my position. How did I move up the ladder so quickly? So at this company, they, they would have mentorships. And so I took her in and sat her down and she's telling me all these things she's doing at Rutgers. And, you know, they're very inspirational things, but she's, she's a Muslim background. And um, I said, well, I have some inspirational things I can share with you of how I came to be the person that I am, but it has to do with my faith. Are you okay with that? It's like, oh my gosh, yeah, sure. So I just, share the word with her. And I shared Jesus and the love of Jesus with her. And she is crying. She's convicted. She's like, I've never heard about Jesus like this, you know, cause she's, she's Muslim and she's actually kind of hardcore Muslim. Well, she writes me a, an email thanking me for sharing the gospel with her. I prayed with her three weeks later, I get a call from HR. HR tells me everything that I was telling her 
in the in this in this meeting with her and telling me why did I do that as a manager. The next thing you know, I'm getting taken through kangaroo court. Um, they're not listening to anything I'm saying, and I get fired. Um, it turns out most likely what we believe happened is her family got involved and they threatened litigation on the company. So they said, what's the chess game? What's the easier thing to do? Pin it on him. You know, he's not supposed to be sharing religious things at work, right? And, and the credo and everything you're supposed to follow, the mission statement, you're, you're, you're not following it. And, you know, policy, you're breaking policy. So um, I was going to sue them. And, uh, you know, I got a lawyer, got everything. And then I got into prayer and the Lord said, what are you doing? You need to pray for them. You need to love your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. So I dropped the lawsuit. I dropped everything on the company and I just started praying for her. And uh, yeah, that was, that was an eye opener because that was the first time that I really lost my job for, for my faith. And it was, it was tough because my wife was not in a good place with it. She threatened divorce. She said, um, I have a cult mentality. Nobody at the church does this. Why are you doing this? And every time I went to the Lord, the Lord said, you're, you're my good and faithful servant. You believe me. You don't just believe in me. You actually believe me. And uh, so I, I was getting comfort from the Lord, even though my own family was turning away from this. And I have four kids, by the way, and two of them are older, two of them are younger. They're all going through public school. And this is where I really saw the division start to happen. Every one of them got baptized at age seven, not because I forced them, but by the Holy Spirit, the unction of the spirit. Uh, but the older two were trying to find their identity from the world. And so every time I would share the gospel, even around them, after all this stuff would happen, they would run away. The younger two would pray with me. And so we'd be at a Costco, you know, you, you do this everywhere, right? Costco, Target. And the younger two are with me. The older two aren't. My wife's like, don't embarrass me again. I'm never taking you shopping with me. This is ridiculous. Can't you just love your family, right? So everything that you could hear, you were hearing, you know, the, the guilt, the shame, the condemnation. Um, so after all that, I just kept pouring into the Lord and trusting the Lord. And I know what, you know, he's, he's growing me up in. So uh, the next job, um, I'm sharing the gospel there, and I lasted six weeks. This company was extremely rule-oriented. God is putting me in every fire. All these FDA-regulated, extremely rule-oriented companies. I was there six weeks, and 100 people came to the Lord, and I got fired. And I said, God, it was just starting. He said, you did everything you needed to do there. So I said, okay, Lord, we're good. Again, my wife threatens divorce. You're crazy. She, I'm sleeping in the basement for a month, um, you know, just cursing me out every day. What are we going to do? Every time this happened, folks, every time, not one day was there not food on the table. And I can't even explain to you how kingdom economics works, but I was making more money unemployed than employed. Don't ask me how. There was more money coming in and my wife was seeing miracle after miracle. And she still kind of struggled with this thing, right? So here comes the next job. The next job comes in. And how this long, time. How, how long ago was this? How long ago? With the was third that? job? Yeah. Uh, 2016. Okay. Uh, so the, the prior one was 2015. The, sec, the, the second job I get, got let go of. The third one was 2016 that I started at. Um, okay. That company I was with for two and a half years. Um, and that, that company, there were just amazing things. That's actually when I first met Tom 
and 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 Todd and um, Dan and came into this understanding of kingdom reality and the perspective that we don't just walk one day to get to heaven, but that heaven actually comes and lives inside of us. And they really helped solidify that revelation in me. And so Tom? would you say that before yeah. that before that point, uh, Joe, you were you were you were your your main tool was words. You were sharing the gospel. But there was not an understanding, let's say, the healing part or the uh, prophetic part or words of knowledge, stuff like that. Okay. I really didn't operate in the gifts of the spirit. It was always something I, I, I read from afar. And I'm like, you know, does it really happen? Does it happen? I was just being grown up and just being faithful to the gospel. And, uh, you know, when I, when I came to that other part, it was eye-opening, but at the same time condemning because I'm like, wait a second. There are Christians that are more super Christians than I am. Right. And I'm like, God, do you love me? Why can't I operate in this stuff? I'm suffering for you and I can't be healing people. So it was just an, another way that the Lord was growing me up. He's like, anything you do in faith, I'm pleased, my son. It doesn't have to necessarily physically manifest. So he was just really solidifying me in that place. And uh, so the next job comes and now I'm starting to operate in these gifts because I'm seeing other people operate in these gifts and I'm in a right mindset and a right perspective of just flowing in faith. And um, I walked by uh, at this third job one day, I'm driving to the office and, um, and the Lord, oh yeah, I'm driving to the, oh, this is just an amazing story. Um, I'm driving to the office and this day I have the most important presentation of my career. I'm gonna be presenting to VPs. It's a multi-million dollar savings for the company. Uh, I worked out all the engineering analysis for it, had it all listed out on spreadsheets. It's a fantastic presentation. So I'm all excited, man. This is gonna be, this is gonna be a haymaker here, right? But I had no idea it was gonna be a haymaker for the Lord. So um, as I'm driving, the Lord says to me in the middle of all these, you know, work thoughts, right? And my plans for the day, he says, Joe, I'm not bound by time. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, where, where'd that come? I said, God, what do you mean? He said, I'm not bound by time. Why should you be? So it resonated in me so powerfully that I was, I was shaking. I was like, God, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by this, but I guess you're going to show me. So five minutes later, I get to the office and I go back into work mode. So here I am, I'm getting the presentation ready. It's about 10.20 and I'm supposed to present at 10.30. So I'm getting it ready and I'm trying to multitask. So I have a protocol that needs a signature. So I'm running to another building and I'm reasoning in my mind that if I run really fast and come back at that signature, the guy that needs to sign it is there. I can make it back in time for the meeting if, if I do it very quickly, don't waste any time. So I go in the building and as I go in the building, it's actually the building that HR sits in. So as I'm walking past really quickly past HR's office, all of a sudden, it's like everything goes in slow motion and I have to look into the HR manager's office. I look in there and her entire room just goes glowing in the spiritual. I'm like, what the heck? And so I, I absorb it for a second and then I go right back into the carnal. I, I'm on a mission here. So I walk past her office and I go and get my signature. Now it's about 1026, right? Because I, I, I took a couple minutes to get there, a couple minutes to get to the guy's office. I was getting the signature, about 1026. So I'm like, all right, if I rush back, I can get out of here. So, but I had to go the same way back. So I'm walking the same way back and I pass by her office again. Now the same thing happens, but it's even more intense. And the light is glowing so strongly 
that I'm like feeling like almost like a tractor being pulling me in. So I don't even know this HR manager. She's relatively new. I said, God, I am not doing this. Look at the time and it is my meeting and I'm going to be late and I have VPs in this meeting. There's no way I'm going to miss this meeting. The Lord says to me, Joe, she's in pain. She needs to hear my voice. I start walking. I'm still saying no. I start walking. I see the door to get out and go back to my normal regularly scheduled programming, right? To go out that door and just my shoulders slump. I'm just so overwhelmed with the love of God. And I turn around and I say, God, you've got five minutes. So I go back in the office, I close her door and I just start giving her the gospel. And I said, I know you're going through something right now and it's something terrible. I saw it in the spirit. The spirit would not let me leave until I spoke to you about Jesus. And I told her the hope of salvation and that the world and the circumstances she's in right now are not her reality, but Jesus Christ has given you a new reality by dying to this one and being born again in a brand new one. This woman was rocked. It turns out, it turns out that her husband had left her for a mistress, went to Puerto Rico and took their child with them. And she was trying to figure out a way to murder her husband. Wow. This is how serious what we do is when we're faithful. It's ridiculous. I get to the yeah, meeting cool. 10 minutes later and then, you know, the meeting's at about 10, four, oh, wow. We're at one twenty-five, right? Oh my God. So I get to the meeting late and the what Lord ha- just, what happened, is- that, what, what happened to that thing of the Lord kind of being outside of time, huh? He should, you should have another 25 oh, I'm okay minutes. With it if you are, I could keep going for another two hours. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line is the Lord took care of that meeting. I was just covered Everything went just amazing, and it was just all the Lord. Uh, another year later, at that same job, she gets fired. Another HR manager comes in. They tell me five times I can't share the gospel. I said, I'm sorry, I can't do that, and I got fired. So um, there's the ups and the downs, folks, and we just live in a different reality. Every day is a good day. I can be content in all things, and that's what the Lord's grown me up in. So, Yeah. I don't see any questions on the screen. So if you want to share another testimony or two that, that uh, I mean, that's a pretty crazy one there of the HR person. Love it though. Uh, I know you talked about just the, the, the pressing through um, and, and just the being, you had said something about the, um, oh, I'm trying to remember exactly what you're saying. It was about that. It's basically being ever ready, ever ready and, and almost expecting Rather than a, like, oh, if the Lord provides a great opportunity, I'll share, but that you're you're on, you're expecting to share. That, could you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I think the mentality and just the renewal of your mind and the truth where God has brought me is that every day, if you understand his love has nothing to do with the circumstances you're going through. If you can just understand that it's an entirely different reality, that you're literally dying to what you see because the just walk by faith, not by sight. He's bringing you into agreement with that so you can walk in full power of what he has intended for you. And that's where he's been bringing me is that no matter what happens, the voice of the enemy I don't listen to anymore. Oh, my gosh. Even your own wife, if she's not in agreement. 
you, you just lost another job. God doesn't really love you. Why is he allowing this to happen to you? That's not the voice of God. We don't ever have to struggle with that voice again. We have graduated to a brand new reality through the cross. And so I just live in that place every day now. And that's, that's what gives me the comfort is knowing that I don't ever have to live according to the old algorithms, the old ways I used to think. Those have all disintegrated. And I just walk in the truth of Jesus every day. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And, and, and somebody put, said a question, I think it's a good one, about renewal of your mind. How do, you, how do you do that so that you're not walking by feelings? I mean, feelings are pretty hard. The discouragement, the, oh, maybe I'm making a mistake here. Maybe, I'm, you know, I, maybe if I'd done something different, I wouldn't have been fired. Uh, Amen. when you stand up so strong and say, I can't, I can't not share the gospel. I can't not talk about Jesus. Um, I mean, how do you, how do you process that? How do you get through that? Amen. Um, when the Lord said, uh, when John said, I must decrease so that he can increase, that was under the old Testament. That was under the law. When Jesus died, he died to the law once and for all so that we could live on to him. We don't live pre-cross power. We live post-cross power. And that means the resurrected Christ in full power living in us, that we have divine power to strike down every thought, knowledge, and pretense that tries to raise it up against the knowledge of God. And it says we take it to obedience of Christ Jesus. So that means that obedience has been imputed upon us. Jesus never committed the act of sin, but he was imputed the act of sin upon him on that cross before he died. The same way we never were righteous under the law, but we were imputed righteousness under the, under the cross. So I just, I've began to just come into agreement with that every day. It doesn't mean the thoughts are going to go away, guys. The enemy still has this voice, but he's on the outside trying to get in but he who's in us is greater than he who's in the world. So I simply believe the scriptures. When I open them up, it's not a tool. It's a perspective. I say, God, this word, I agree with it hundred percent. And I thank you, Father. So actually my prayers are thanking him for what I already have, not trying to go up and grab it and bring it down. God, I don't have this power. I don't like, you know, you're going, oh my gosh, where, where are my glasses? Nope. They're right here. They're, they're on top of my head. They're, they're here right? They never went anywhere. You have that power in you. And I just walk in that power every day. Amen. Hey, Joe, we're, we are, we want to get to the breakthrough groups. I know there's going to be some good discussion and prayer for one another in those groups, but could you do us a favor? Could you just pray for each one on here that they would, uh, that whatever situation they're in, they would have boldness that they need and they'd have that conviction that they need. They're walking by faith, not by sight. So yeah, please pray for us. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Tom. Lord, I, I just pray for um, the entire business, uh, Kingdom Business Network to bring kingdom reality into truth for everyone, Lord, that that people see the cross for what it is, Father God, that it was an end of the law and an end of the flesh, a circumcised flesh, so that we could enter into the Holy of Holies once and for all, God. I just pray a Holy Spirit revelation over each one of these people that are seeking to walk in your power, Lord, so they no longer pray for faith, but pray from faith, that they have such a mighty revelation in their life and understanding of who you are, that they continuously renew their mind in that truth every day. For Father God, you said every day 
we are brought to death so that the life of Christ may reign in us, Lord. It is a continuous process. No matter how many times the enemy speaks, we say, get behind me. We don't say, get rid of you. We say, get behind you, me, because he is no longer in our perspective. I thank you, Father God, that this truth will resonate in each one of the people that are here. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, Joe, as, a, as you're sharing, I keep thinking that the one prayer request of Paul, you think Paul, he's one of the most bold men that ever lived, Apostle Paul, that he, he asked, he said, pray for me for boldness. And I just appreciate that. It's something that we really need, something that can be really lacking. Amen. And just appreciate it. I know you had so much more to share. We'll probably have you back on here again in the future. But thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast today. If this message has impacted your life, we invite you to check out cityquake.org. Just so you know, our policy here at CityQuake is to offer messages like this one for no charge. Why is that? We want to bless as many people as possible. Would you consider sewing into CityQuake today to help us get these messages out to even more folks out there? Also on the CityQuake website, you'll be able to find links to testimonies of what God has done out there in the streets, and also find out our CityQuake schedule. That's cityquake.org. Until next time.